Hello ladies and welcome to the Amazing Bible Dot Book Club. I am Julie Callio, your host, and thank you so much for tuning in with me today. If by chance you want to contact me, you can do that at theab.bc.pc at gmail.com. Well, today, ladies, the Israelites are taking the land that God had promised them, and it starts at the walled city of Jericho. So the armed men walked before the ark of the Lord, and seven priests carried seven trumpets of ram's horns before the Lord, and then there was a rear guard behind the ark. For six days they marched around the city one time. The people were to be silent until Joshua said, Shout! On the seventh day, they marched seven times. And on that seventh time, Joshua commanded the people to shout, For the Lord has given you this city. And when they shouted, the walls came a-tumbling down. God placed a ban on this city, which meant that God could keep the gold, silver, and iron, but everything else was to be destroyed, except for Rahab the harlot and all who were in her house they were to be saved. The two unnamed spies went to the harlot's house at Joshua's command and brought her and all in her house out to safety. Before we leave the story of Rahab the prostitute in total, she is mentioned two more times in the New Testament. Yesterday we mentioned the first time she is mentioned and that is in Matthew chapter 1 with the lineage of Jesus Christ. The second is in Hebrews chapter 11 with the list of the heroes of the faith. In verse 30 it says, By faith the walls of Jericho fell down after they had been encircled for seven days. I find it interesting that Joshua is not mentioned. But then verse 31 says, By faith. Rahab the harlot did not perish along with those who were disobedient after she had welcomed the spies in peace. She is only one of two women who are mentioned in this passage of the Hall of Fame of People of Faith. The other one was Sarah, Abraham's wife. If you remember, Abraham believed in the God of Israel. Rahab had faith in God. The last passage that we find Rahab is in James chapter 2 verses 24 through 26 in the New Testament. James says that a person is justified by works and not by faith alone. In the same way, was not Rahab the harlot also justified by works when she received the messengers and sent them another way? For just as the body without the spirit is dead, so also faith without works is dead. True faith works. It is put into action. Question, what does your faith reveal? Rahab's faith revealed that she was no longer Rahab the prostitute, but Rahab the faithful. Well, after they rescued Rahab and all that were in her house, they burned the city with fire. And verse 25 says that Rahab lives in Israel even to this day because she hid the messengers which Joshua sent to spy out Jericho. Then Joshua placed a curse on anyone who rebuilds Jericho. Those that lay the foundation will be at the cost of their firstborn, and the life of the youngest son will be for those who set up the gates. And at the end of chapter 6, it says, And God was with Joshua. 
In chapter 7, the Israelites go to take the city of Ai. Since it was a small place, they told Joshua that only a few needed to go, but these few got destroyed. Joshua cried out unto the Lord, and the Lord told him that someone in the camp took something from the town of Jericho, which belonged to the Lord. And the one who took it was cursed because they took of the forbidden spoils. So the next morning, Joshua brought Israel tribe by tribe and Judah was chosen. And from there, it was revealed that Achan took silver and gold and a Babylonian garment. Men were sent to the tent and found the loot and Joshua laid it before the Lord and Achan and his family and his possessions were brought forth and they were stoned and then burned and then covered with stones. And it is called the Valley of Achor to this day. In chapter eight, God tells Joshua that now the camp is clean. They can take the city of Ai. So Joshua sets up two groups of men. The first hide in the back of the city, and the second room came in front of the city. When the warriors of Ai came out to attack the Israelites, they fled like in the first attack. They drew out all of the men from the city of Ai. And then verse 18 says that Joshua stretched out the spear that he had in his hand toward the city, which let the hiding men know that it was time to attack. They did and began to burn the city. When Israel saw the flames, they knew it was time to turn and start fighting the warriors of Ai. Ai was completely destroyed, but this time God allowed the people to keep the cattle and the spoils for themselves. They put the king of Ai and hung him on a tree until evening, because in Deuteronomy twenty-one twenty-three it says any man that's hung on a tree is cursed. Then starting in verse 30, we have the ceremony at Mount Ebal. Joseph set up an altar and they made sacrifices and then they separated into two groups with six tribes on each side and half stayed on Mount Ebal and half went to the nearby Mount of Gerizim. And this was what Moses had commanded in Deuteronomy chapter 27. Then Joshua read all the words of the law, all of the blessings and all of the curses according to what was written in the book of the law. And all the men, women, little ones, and strangers in the land committed it to the Lord. In chapter 9, the Gibeonites trick Joshua into thinking they are from a far country. And verse 14 is key to this chapter. And the men took of their provisions and did not counsel at the mouth of the Lord. Then when Israel went to take their land and their city, they realized the deceit. But because Israel had made a contract with these kings, they could not destroy this town. But they became the Israelite slaves. In chapter 10, we see that the king of Jerusalem was fearful when he realized that the city of Gibeon had made peace with Israel and they were large in number. So the king of Jerusalem, the king of Hebron, the king of Jarmuth, and the king of Lachish and the king of Eglon, the five Amorite kings gathered together and went up for war and camped around Gibeon. So Gibeon came and pleaded with Israel to help and God told Joshua to go and not be afraid. They went immediately and began to fight. They then fled from Israel's army and God brought hailstones from heaven to kill them. 
Verse 11 says that more died from the hailstones than from the sword. And then it says, Joshua prayed unto the Lord for the sun and moon to stand still until the enemies were avenged. And verse 14 says, there has never been a day like that when the Lord Shema or listened to the voice of a man for the Lord fought for Israel. The five kings hid in a cave, so Joshua had the men cover the entrance with big stones until the battle was fully done. Then Joshua and his captains opened the cave. The captains put their feet on the necks of the kings, and Joshua said, Fear not, nor be dismayed. Be strong and courageous, for thus shall the Lord do to all your enemies against whom you fight. Then Joshua killed them all and hung them on five trees again to show that they were cursed. Joshua's strategy was to cross over the Jordan River and then go across, dividing the land into two sections. So verses 28 through 43, the southern cities fall, and then Joshua returns to the camp at Gilgal, which is in the middle. Then in chapter 11, verses 1 through 15, we see that the northern kings were also defeated. The northern kingdoms all got together and then verse 6 says, The Lord said unto Joshua, Do not be afraid of them. Tomorrow about this time I will deliver them all slain before Israel. And you shall hamstring all of their horses and burn all their chariots with fire. And he did. Then verse 15 says, As the Lord commanded Moses his servant, so Moses commanded Joshua He left nothing undone of all that the Lord had commanded Moses. Then there is an overview of all of the land. And then verse 23 says, So Joshua took the whole land according to all that the Lord had said unto Moses. And Joshua gave it for an inheritance unto Israel according to their divisions by their tribes. And the land rested from war. Then chapter 12 is an overview of the kings that were defeated on the east side of the Jordan River with Moses, which were two kings and land, which the Reubenites, Gadites, and half-tribe of Manasseh took. Then starting in verse 17, the kings and the land which Joshua took, as well as the mountains, valleys, plains, springs, and wilderness which he took, according to the last verse, verse 24, All of Joshua's kings and kingdoms numbered to 31. This is the land which the rest of the nine and a half tribes of Israel will take for their home. One thing I noticed with this reading is that Joshua led with a spear, but Moses led with a staff. Joshua was a warrior. Moses was a shepherd. We each have different gifts and talents from God, and as such, we have different tools in our toolbox. But we are called to use what we have and who we are in our service of the Lord. Another thing this passage teaches us is that the battle belongs to the Lord, but we are still called to go out and join Him. And at times, the Lord will miraculously fight for us. Do you have something that you need the Lord to fight for you? Lay it before the Lord and ask him to take care of the situation. When our youngest son was heavily medicated with epilepsy medicine, we pleaded with the school system to hold him back a year to help give his brain a chance to catch up. They refused. I just pleaded with the Lord, but I also kept fighting. 
We got him tested with a psychological neurological evaluation. We brought that to them. But what did it was that we were in the process of moving to another school district. And since we would no longer be in the same school district, they were willing to approve and have our son held back a year. God fought for us. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And lastly, maybe you think you're a nobody. I can't be like Moses or Joshua. Remember the names of the two spies that Joshua sent? Nope, we never knew their names. Actually, there are many unnamed people who do small things throughout the Bible, and they make a difference. You make a difference. It's true that small acts of kindness can make a huge difference. You've probably heard this story of a young lady early in the morning walking on a beach and all these starfish have been brought in by the waves and she goes one by one and throws them back into the sea. An older person looking at her said, there are so many starfish, why do you even try? And she throws one more into the sea and says, it matters to that one. Ask the Lord what he would have you do today. And then ladies, If we hear his voice, let's not harden our hearts, but let's be women who obey. Let's be women of faith. Until next time, and thank you so much for listening.